Hello everyone, Tyler here. Send help, all we have in the Desert is Beer and Movies podcast contains explicit language and covers rated R movies. So, listener discretion is advised. So what would you do if some voices were telling you to build something and they will come, or he will come, and you don't even know what it is? Um, I, I'd probably seek some, some help. Some mental help? Uh... In his case, like he had a very understanding wife. Yeah, who could look like, who looks like she could be Allison Pill's mom. I know. Uh, she. Everyone needs an Annie in their life. Yep, an Annie and a Karen. Yes. Karen with an I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, do you think she grew up to be a Karen? I don't know. She almost didn't grow up at all. Dun dun dun. <clears throat> Damn. Sorry, that joke was in bad taste. Man, I. <laughs> Speaking of that. At the end of the movie, uh, when he stops his wife from going to call an ambulance, like the uh, brother-in-law who's keep, who keeps trying to get him to sell the uh, farm, mm-hmm. he should have been like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Right. It, it just makes all all the sense. Just be like, "Call an ambulance." Your daughter just collapsed off the top of the bleachers and with a hot dog out. lodged in her throat. They don't know that. But yeah. Still, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but anyway, let's get... Anyway, uh, welcome to Send Help. All we have in the desert is Beer and Movies Podcast. That's Tyler. And that's Griffin. And this week, we have a beer from Bumfuck, Oregon. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. It was made in Enterprise, Oregon. And my boyfriend just went up to the middle of nowhere, Oregon, to hunt a little bit and brought us back some local I, beers from Enterprise, Oregon. I like the name of this brewing company. Terminal gravity. Like, damn. Yeah. It makes no sense. Yeah. But it sounds cool. Yeah. So <laughs> this is a strong winter ale, ale um, by Terminal Gravity. Be- be- blah, blah. The Festivale. Yes. The Festivale Strong Winter Ale uh, by Terminal Gravity Brewing Company. It's festival season here in the middle of nowhere. Meet our winter warmer, featuring a complex malt and hop profile, creating the perfect balance of malt sweetness and spice. When it's time to wind down after a winter adventure, grab a fest. Cheers, friends. Yeah. That's actually not that bad. Well, I didn't expect it to be. Well, it is an IPA. Is it? Isn't it? No. The other one is. Definitely tastes like an IPA. Do you see what I mean? Kind of? It's a little hoppy, but I don't think it's actually an IPA. Yeah. Yeah. Contents are unfiltered. Sediment may occur. Yeah. Bam. It's a 7.9 alcohol by volume. Yeah, this is definitely is a winter why, ale. Yeah. If, if my memory serves me, which it probably doesn't, but I think winter, uh, winter drinks are supposed to be stronger. Well, I mean, they're supposed to keep you warm. Especially That's in, a myth. Especially in uh, Northeast Oregon. Right, it's basically Idaho, <laughs> from what I can tell. Like probably <laughs> yeah, not that far from Idaho. It's closer to Boise than it is to Portland, from the looks of it. Yeah, yeah, but it's not. It's I act. I enjoy it a lot. Parker said he liked it a lot, and he liked it better than the hazy he brought back by the same people. Uh, the hazy's a little bit lighter, um, but yeah, I like it a lot. It's this is me. We're going to be having that hazy next yeah. week. Yeah. Bummer, dude. So be prepared for the IPA. Unless you want to put, you want to pick something and put something in between it. I don't really care. No, I like it. It's definitely, you can taste the, 
the darkness of it as if you know what i mean yeah it's in the yeah. dc universe yeah i guess i like it <laughs> i like it i don't know if i could drink more than one it's pretty strong and also very it's very hoppy i'm oh, surprised yeah. it's not classified as an ipa actually it's very hoppy yeah um but it, to me like i thought it was an ipa but it still isn't as hoppy as say your hazy yeah. that you normally drink so it wasn't as bad for me yeah but the the aftertaste is you can tell that it's yeah the aftertaste that isn't isn't lingers. isn't very very good but the beer itself is pretty good it's like the beer version of like black coffee aftertaste kind of yeah it's like it's like an ipa meets a stout yeah almost yeah yeah it kind of has the aftertaste of the rasputin just not nearly as intense yeah no no it's not as bad <laughs> as the rasputin not at all not at all but i really like the cans it has like the old school rugged like rigid type top of the cans and really nice stickers that they put on it i like it I I wish he would probably I wish he would have brought back more than two, but can't can't. But well, I, I still appreciate him bringing hey, it back. I he texted. Texas, um, I didn't ask him to. He was just like, "Hey, I got some beers for your podcast." I was like, "Thank you, sweetie." I hope I'm able to actually bring beers back from Texas. If you check them, you should be. I should be. Yeah. Able to. I'll probably like take some clothes and like pack them in on the sides. So yeah. That there's not like a lot of jostling or anything, but. Oh, man, that's going to be a tough one. No, I mean, I think if you check it, you should be fine. Because, like, my boss has brought me back, like, rum or tequila from Mexico before. And so if you can bring something from another country, I don't see why it should be a big deal to bring beer across state lines, not country lines. So That's fair. Yeah. But anyway, I give it I give it a 3.5. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Yeah. Um it's not nearly as bad as like the bitterness from the hoppiness of an IPA is not nearly as bad in this uh, this beer than some of the other IPAs. So it kind of straddles the line between regular ale and a IPA. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it. I would probably drink it at a Christmas party. Yeah, um, is this is the only thing to drink? Sure. Yeah, as Tyler always says about the beers that I bring. Look, I'm okay. <laughs> I think I've said this before, but I'm not a huge beer no, drinker. I know. I'm very much a mixed drink person. Yes. Um, like my go-to is some fruit juice with vodka or yeah. like a Sprite vodka or something. I'm a very vodka person. Yes. But when it comes to beer, I don't know it. You like your light beers. I like my light beers. Yeah. Um, I don't like the super like intense bitter ones. Yeah. I'll have a Guinness. Guinness is kind of like the one exception because it's like a entire meal in one pint. But yeah, I would rather cut off my big toe, unless it's an Irish Car Bomb. Okay. Yep. Not much of a dark beer though, like really, just not much of a dark beer fan. Yeah. So is an Irish Car Bomb is that like a a drink that is mixed with Guinness? Or? So it's like you take like a little bit of Guinness in a pint glass. And you drop a, a shot of whiskey in it, usually like Jameson, because okay. it's an Irish whiskey. And you drop a shot glass of Jameson in it, and you take it all, and it's like the mixture and all that stuff. That does not sound... It's actually not that bad. Particularly great. It's actually not that bad. But I also enjoy whiskey, and... I have a feeling that if you went to Ireland and ordered an Irish car bomb, you'd probably get punched in the face. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but I've never been to Ireland. Maybe so. not. 
Maybe not like Dublin, but definitely Northern Ireland. They'd yeah, be like, well, what the fuck are you talking about? Get well, the fuck I mean, out. I'd probably get asked to get the fuck out if I just walked in and had an English accent. So, <laughs> Not Northern Ireland. Yeah. It's still part of the UK. Yeah, I guess. I guess. What do you give it? Well, I, I said so that sounds about right. Okay, so, so a 3.5 from the both yeah. of us. Okay, yeah. Terminal Gravity Brewing Company from Enterprise, Oregon. Uh, yeah. I I like it. I like it. Middle of nowhere? Middle center of, nowhere. of the universe? Is that yep. what that says? Yep. Yes, it is. Yep, middle of nowhere, center of the universe. Cool cans. I'm excited to have them in our collection. Yay! Yes, and then next year, next week we will be either doing one that Tyler brings or we will be doing another Terminal Gravity Brewing. Uh, maybe. We'll see. We'll see yeah, what we'll happens. See. We'll see what happens. But appreciate you guys from Terminal Gravity Brewing in Enterprise, Oregon. I enjoy your beers significantly. And uh, in case you guys couldn't tell from the beginning of our podcast, we were doing Field of Dreams. Yes. Yes. <laughs> if you build it, they will come. Or he, he will, will come. come. Yeah. I always thought it was they, too. I yeah. mean, it kind of makes sense. That it is a they player. because... It is a whole group of players. But he is his dad, so... Yeah. Yeah, That's. I think that's the ultimate thing is that it's like, oh, his yeah. dad is there. <laughs> you thought you were getting Ray Liotta, but... You're yep. getting some other person. Right. <laughs> yep. So released on May 5th, 1989. It is basically a man who has mild schizophrenia. No, I'm just kidding. Basically. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and his wife and child just kind of go along with it. <laughs> yeah. I I think if his, uh, if his wife had not been really into the 60s, like she supposedly was. Yeah. Uh, from, well, they met in Berkeley. Yeah, they met in Berkeley during yeah. the 60s. So I think if that had not been the case, she would have been like, okay, we need to eat your smell. Uh, right. <laughs> right. She's like, you got some lingering LSD in your system, bud? <laughs> yeah. I mean, she even asked about that. She's like, is this like a flashback? Yeah. Um, which yeah. I don't know. And he's like, I've never done acid. <laughs> so that's the thing with acid is it'll get stored into your fat cells and if you inadvertently like burn through the fat that it's stored in you'll get a flashback out of nowhere no <laughs> just a random acid trip out of nowhere yeah, just like it, a, a split second of one yeah exactly <laughs> that's hilarious uh, <laughs> just imagine him out on the tractor and all of a sudden it just hits him he's like Whoa. <laughs> that was trippy this corn just got real <laughs> right <laughs> Just like going in circles yeah, out right. in the middle of the field. <laughs> he's like, and he's like looking sideways to the center of the circle, like at one particular ear of corn. Yep. Just like, whoa. Yeah, bro. Uh, yeah, but the only time you see him on the tractor really is when he's with his daughter. So let's hope that uh, that doesn't ever happen. Yeah, and it's during the montage of him tearing down the part of the field that for the for the baseball field. Yeah, yeah, which. I'm also confused, so if he's, like, able to pay for his mortgage and stuff through the farming he does, he's got to have a pretty big farm. Yeah. But like, it's also... Like, it so takes... big that while the baseball field would take up a pretty decent chunk, it's not going to be, like, you know, a quarter of his whole property. Yeah. If he's having to live off of that and pay a mortgage and everything, i got to imagine that... You know, it's probably maybe triple digits of acres. Yeah. No, I mean, it seems like there's a lot of corn there. But ultimately, like, he builds this baseball field and then almost loses the farm to the bank. Yeah. 
because he is now not producing enough corn to pay for everything right which is which really like you like you said it's really just a small section of his cornfield i mean i mean a baseball field is it's large yeah but it's not it's not break the bank large no no but also i think that's just supposed to be the premise of the story you know they They did say that they were only just barely not making the mortgage payments with what they had but still yeah the other thing about that is uh, he holds on to that field for a long time before anything actually happens yeah yeah where when it first comes in and when he first starts to like decide to build a field the corn's not even up to the top of his head yeah which means it's still got you know a few more months to grow before it's harvested because i don't know if you've seen fully grown uh stocks of corn but you get lost in them because they're fucking tall yeah a friend of mine that i grew up with that you know pretty well i'm not gonna say his name but accidentally burnt down a cornfield <laughs> if it's the person i'm thinking of i'm not surprised yeah i'm i guarantee that it's the person that you're thinking of all right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um fun story uh i think uh i think one of uh her uncles did that too. You know what? That doesn't surprise me either. <laughs> nope, not surprised. They set fire to the entire uh, coastline of one of the lakes over there. Yep, nope, yep. I heard about that one. Yeah. That's, um... <laughs> they yeah. came back the next morning to kind of collect their things after it had burned through their entire camp. Uh, on the way out that night, uh, fire trucks going the opposite direction. They're like, whoops. Ooh, yikes. Uh, probably shouldn't come back until yeah. the coast is clear. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but basically that's that's the whole thing. So Kevin Costner grew up in Brooklyn, moved to Berkeley after him and his father weren't getting along, met his wife. His wife grew up in Iowa, so they moved to Iowa. And it's so funny because at the beginning, the <laughs> montage, he's like, he's like, it's funny because she grew up in Iowa and I had heard of Iowa. Yeah, so <laughs> very much a flyover state. Yeah, right? Was, I, I, yeah. <laughs> It was funny. That opening montage had a lot of funny, just like little quips in the in it that I really liked. You want to hear something funny? Um, a lot of astronauts come out of Iowa. It's because there ain't jack shit else to do. And so, so they, they, they got just the extra space textbooks. They got the extra kick in the ass. Like if I don't fucking like really prove myself, I'm gonna have to come back. Right. Fucking in the middle of nowhere right they started this this past year in the baseball season where they have a field of dreams yeah uh commercial no not commercial field of dreams game oh so this year it was the white Sox, which is fitting because that's who shoeless joe uh jackson shoeless joe jackson who is ray liotta who is a ghost ultimately in the film plays for he plays for the white Sox. And so it was the White Sox and the Yankees this year hmm. at the, so they built the Field of Dreams field, like a professional baseball field in the same cornfield that this one is built. Yeah, they, so, they, they do that, I think, pretty often. No, but I know, but this is the first year that they did it. Like, with, and actually an had crowds plug. Yeah. Come, okay. Yeah. Because they, they have been doing it for a long time where every year they would do a Field of Dreams like event at that uh, farm but But they built another baseball diamond in the same cornfield and the outfield is corn Mm -hmm. you know the the fence is corn pretty much and but in like when they would do the drone shots you could see the farmhouse and the original field okay so they 
it, yeah, and so they built it, and then, you know, the stands and all that stuff, so... Um, so one thing that I thought was a little bit odd about the field after, uh, like, the Christmas or whatever, uh-huh. when he finally meets uh, Shoeless Joe for the first time. Mm-hmm. So av- at that point, he's already harvested the corn and has kind of circled back around to having planted it again. How the fuck did he plant it so close to the edge of the outfield like that? Or did he just kind of... I think, just, it or something I think he like just resotted it. He had to have. There's no way that it would have been so pristine. Yeah. Yeah. Or he just cut it out perfectly. Nah. Well, no, because he has to replant it. So, and the way it's done is the the lines are kind of coming like from home plate. I don't know. I'm not a farmer. <laughs> oh, you know, farmer. I don't know. I ain't no farmer. I I fucking live in the middle of the city, bitch. The only shit <laughs> I don't know how to grow is fucking weed. Man. <laughs> know how to grow weed <laughs> that's fair <laughs> i don't know how to grow anything i couldn't even keep one plant alive my cat destroyed it today i mean that wasn't your fault no but i still was barely keeping it alive i told I, you i, I told you two days ago that i was about to toss it because i couldn't keep it alive and, and i was the little one who thing fucking was... told you like hey maybe it just needs more sun go put it on this window so. yeah and then little thing fucking destroyed it today so <laughs> just like five minutes into the movie yep uh just kicks it through the blinds, off the sh- windowsill, sprays uh, you water and Parker with water. Water and soil. And oh, it was fucking great. It was awful. It was like about a 15 minute ordeal after that. Gosh. Little right, shit it's bag. It's an ordeal. Yeah, right? Little shit bag. Little shit bag. But yeah, I enjoy this movie. I enjoy it a lot. I think I, it's been a long time since I had watched it. And I think that it's because it's more of. It's not. I mean, there's. There's very few funny parts. And really, the funny parts with it with are James Earl Jones. Yeah. James Earl Jones is the funny one. You know, Kevin <laughs> Costner tries, but he's mainly the guy that you're he, rooting for. He's got for. dad jokes is what he's yeah, got. Yeah, he's got dad jokes. But he, you're rooting for him because yeah. he all of a sudden is hearing voices in his field. And his wife is like, oh, okay. Yeah, we'll build a baseball field. Why not? Why not? Yeah. And the daughter is like, yeah. Yeah. There's a guy out there. Go play baseball with him. I honestly think that the wife would not have seen Ray Ray Liotta the first time he showed up if... The daughter hadn't. If the daughter hadn't mentioned something. At that point, it's like, okay, she... The daughter mentioning that has seeded just the idea of someone being out there. Right. And so she's expecting to see something. Right. Um, I'm not sure if they would have been different. Right. It is pretty funny, though, when they start... So the Field of Dreams is a field, a baseball field, where... Ghosts of baseball's past can come, can play, come baseball. play baseball, and he he specifically built it for Shoeless Joe, and the story behind Shoeless Joe is that there was a game World in series. a World Series where he was uncomfortable in his shoes, so he took off his shoes and played in his socks for the rest of the game. Oh, you're talking about that game? Yeah, I, I was talking about the reason why specifically. Shoeless Joe and the other seven uh, White Sox uh, came to play at that field. Because well, because of that, the World Series. Yeah. yeah so you so, can go ahead and. So the the story is is that um, in the World Series against the Yankees, the they lost the World Series, and it came out that they had taken money from gamblers to throw the game. Um, Shoeless Joe took the money, but it wasn't uh, apparent that he had actually done anything to throw the game, but because he had taken the money, he, along with the seven other White Sox who had done so, were uh, 
indefinitely suspended from the game. They couldn't play anymore. And one of the reasons why it's a, a thing is because Shoeless Joe really loved the game um, and didn't really feel the same after he was suspended. Yeah. So. Yeah. He was the only one who was suspected to not have, quote unquote, thrown the game, which I think is silly because, I mean, I get it. Well, he took the money. He did. So. He did take the money. I, I mean, I probably would have done the same and be like, I'll take your money, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it purposefully. Like, if we lose, then we lose, but I'm not going to throw the game on purpose. Exactly. Which I get because as much as I love money. It would probably it, never happen today just because the players get paid so well. Yeah. The players get played really well but, or paid really well, but also... Back then, that they had stuff, to have that, that kind of fraud is so not easy to get away with these days. Everything is so tracked. Oh, yeah. 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 We don't have bookies anymore. We don't have... I mean, bookies do exist. I know, but they're not like the same thing as what bookies were in the 20s. True. Yeah. True. Yeah, the... Uh, that's, that's the thing about professional sports back then is you got paid, but you didn't really get paid a living wage. You got paid kind of a part-time wage so you still had to kind of fill the gap yeah especially since and i don't uh, think you got paid in the off season at all no you didn't you only got paid during um the actual seasons whereas nowadays you have a salary um so you just get paid regardless Desert look creature you were in here earlier fucking make up your mind little shit bag i'm not petting you go lay on the bed wow you want to not you want to not abuse our animals on I air? didn't mean to <laughs> jeez god no but also the kind the little girl's kind of creepy a little I do bit. I do want to point that out a little bit because she'll be like she'll be like don't worry daddy they'll come and I'm like if a child said that to me even if there was a baseball field that I mean only the, it, the contest t- contest context is important yes okay yeah so that's why they were kind of like, wait, what are you talking about? Yeah. But still, like... Yeah, so it's funny because the people, the only people who can... I think we touched on this briefly was... <coughs> the only people who can see the baseball players playing on the field are the people who live in that house and Terrence. Terrence. Uh, Terrence Man. Terrence Mann. Man, who, just, uh, I know. I, James we literally Jones. just finished watching But I was story. also doing a puzzle during it. Well, that's on you. Because I didn't want the cats to fuck up my puzzle. <laughs> because they had already <laughs> fucked up my plant. I didn't want them to fuck up my puzzle. So I was doing the puzzle while watching the movie. So I didn't have to be fucked up. Anyway. But yes. So let's talk about how he gets Terrence Mann. And then yeah. we'll go from there. So his whole trek to find Terrence Mann, he has to convince his wife to do it, which apparently they had the same dream that night, so that's how he's able to convince her. Uh, yeah, that was pretty crazy. She's like, she's like, you were at Fenway with a big green wall, eating a hot dog. Like, it, yeah. oh, okay. That's specific. He's like, yeah, I had the same dream last night, which, you don't know if that's the case. He could have just been rolling with it to convince her. You don't know. I mean, I don't think he was. I think I he did yeah. have the same dream. I think that they, I mean, I think that the wife... The, 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 they're soulmates. Yeah. There, there's no reason as to he he moves to the middle of BFE, just fucking Iowa, her. just to stay with her because she wants to she wants to be live on a farm in her home state. And he's like, cool. And now they're having the same dream. And she's like, oh, you want to build a baseball field for ghosts? 
Well, no, yeah. He, he doesn't. Yeah. They don't even know if it's ghosts at that point. He's no. just told like, "Hey, you should build a field." Yeah, it's not until they realize that other people can't see these players that they're like that oh. they're like, "Oh, oh." <laughs> cool. When, uh, I mean, obviously, when her brother starts seeing him, it's like he's beginning to believe. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh my gosh, it's a very dramatic, <laughs> dramatic scene that one. Uh, but anyway, so he goes to Boston to find Terrence Mann. Uh, he finally gets there, and Terrence Mann thinks he's just some, you know, hippie fan or whatever that's trying to. He's like, like oh, "You're from the '60s," and then he starts like squirting him with like the 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 fan for the. For, it's like bug spray. Yeah, basically. he's like, he's like, oh, you're from the '60s. Go back, go back to the '60s. There's no place for you There's here. There's no place for you here. <laughs> it's hilarious. And then uh, I think he tries to convince Terrence Mann that he has a gun, which I pointed it's this out. It's just his finger. Yeah, I pointed this out. So he's wearing a, like a leather jacket and kind of puts his finger in it to act like he has a gun. Immediately, Terrence Mann sees through it, but at the same time, you have to think, why the fuck would you be concealing a gun if you and the other person you're pointing at are the only two people in the room? Right. I mean, and he, and he calls him out for it. He's like, is that a gun in your pocket? Let me see it. And, got, <laughs> and he's like, I'm not going to fucking show you my gun. No. And he's like, that's because there's no gun in there, you dumbass. And he goes and starts looking for something. He's like, what are you doing? And it's like, well, I'm going to take this crowbar and, and I'm, I'm going to beat, beat you, you until you get out of here. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Oh, so matter-of-factly, it's Yeah, great. he's like, well, see here, this, see, see this here crowbar? I'm going to beat you to death with it. <laughs> yeah, Boy, much. you're a pacifist. Yep. Shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> I love that. It's like as soon as he just mentions that, he's like, damn it. Damn it. <laughs> you're right. I can't hit you. Right. As if he was going to before. Yeah, I know. I don't think he was going to, really. I think that he was just kind of over it. Well, he says later on that he continually has people trying to track him down, get him to write more, get him, getting him to do interviews and stuff like that, or be involved with uh, the different movements and everything, and he's just done with it. Yeah. People he knew died because of it. He has no interest in doing it anymore just because he's kind of one of the only people left, and so a lot of it would be on him. Right, and he seems like a really level-headed guy until he, you know, follows ghost baseball players into Well, because he experiences a similar thing. No, he's, I know He sees that. the thing in the outfield at the game uh, and tries to play it off like he didn't see anything, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, he saw something and then tried to play it off, and then he... And then him and Ray are like, okay, we're going to do this now. (laughs) We're going to go. I I love that. Oh, apparently you're missing. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) They're like reading newspapers to find out as much as they can about this uh, Moonlight uh, Graham guy. Mm -hmm. And Ray's like, they're sitting in the motel room and Ray's reading through the paper and he's like, oh, apparently you're missing. Yeah, because the guy. (laughs) His dad. Couldn't get a hold of him. Yep. Um, and so he got worried. So he just. And put he's like, ah, oh, shit, I should probably call him. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like, like, damn. Like, you can't just up and leave without well, telling so he, the people nearest to you. Even if you're kind of a recluse, people are going to notice that you're gone. Well, see, today, if you just have your cell phone, you're probably fine to just do that. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, this takes place in the 80s. So. Well, like, if I won the lottery, I, you wouldn't even know. I left. I'd just be gone. Well, that's... Well, and this should just go pick up money. Like, yeah, I'm right. not going to fucking I mean, if I, won the, if I won the lottery, no one would ever fucking know. 
Yeah. No one would ever know I won the lottery. I'd still be at work the next day. Yeah. I would, I mean, I'd probably pay off a couple things, but nobody knows that. And nobody would know that. But I would, I would still go to work. I would probably invest it and maybe take a trip. But other than that, no one would know that I won For the lottery. For me, it would depend on how much I won. Yeah, if it I was guess. like $10 million, you really can't change your lifestyle too much with that. No. But if it was like $300 million, yeah. that's definitely a life-changing yeah. thing that's a yeah but you would, you would want to do something with it in order to stabilize your future generations you wouldn't just well yeah, yeah. but I, I mean i would put it in a, an account probably invest a very large portion of it but then i would put whatever i did invest into an account and then i would have like a yearly salary paid out from that yeah yeah but um, anyway yeah so Terrence is like, uh, yeah, I should probably call my dad. So he, so he does it. And then Ray does this Midnight in Paris thing. Yeah. Which I don't know if you've seen that movie. No. With uh, Owen Wilson. So Owen Wilson in that movie, he, uh, I think he's in New York. I want to say it's in New York. But he's a writer and he like steps out of a bar or his hotel or whatever one night. And this like 1920s jalopy Model A whatever comes by it's like a taxi and he gets in and then he's transported to 1920s paris well it's kind of like one night in soho kind of yeah except have you seen that yet no i have not but i know of it yeah but he basically physically goes back and he meets hemingway s scott fitzgerald and all their other writing buddies and stuff and he talks to him about his book and all this other things but Ray in this movie, uh, he gets teleported back to the same town, but like 15, 20 years earlier in 1972, which I'm not sure how I feel about that. It's just kind of, there's like some weird things that occur in this movie. Yeah. He goes back in time for this. He then meets the younger version of the doctor he goes back to meet during this time on their way back to the farm. He's just some kid on the side of the road wanting to hitchhike uh, to the Midwest cities. Yeah. And when he finally says their name, they just kind of look at each other like, what the, what the fuck? fuck? <laughs> yeah. But so let's, let's, let's kind of bring it back to um, the first night that he sees Shoeless Joe. Okay. Uh, Shoeless Joe ends up on the field that he built. And his daughter comes and says, hey, daddy, there's a man on your field. And he, she says lawn, which I would be like, it's not a lawn, sweetie. It's a field. Get it fucking right. But <laughs> Wow. That's some fucking harsh uh, criticism of a little kid. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. My, my kid better fucking know better. She, she, okay. Before this moment, it seems like, or before the moment of like building the field, it seems like she knows fuck all about baseball. Well, that's his bad then. She's like, what? Eight? I, I would I would look at her and be like, I would be nice. I'd be like, sweetie, it's a field, not a lawn, but thank you. <laughs> sure. Anyway, so he goes out and he plays catch with Ray Liotta or Shoeless Joe and hits him a few balls and whatever, all that. And then Annie and Karen are on the porch saying, you know, come on in. It's dinner well, time. Well, they meet him. Yeah. Well, I, I know. Hold on. I'm getting there. Chill out. And uh, Ray is like, it's my family, you know, and he calls him over to meet Shoeless Joe and they come and meet him. And then they invite Joe into the the house and he walks right up to the gravel line and he's like, you know what? 
I don't think I can. <laughs> so So I'm wondering what happens to some of them when they step off. Because with the doctor, uh, once he gets onto that field and starts playing again, when he walks off, he then becomes his doctor self. Like Right. And then know, he can't years. go back. But they don't ever explain why he can't go back. Which I, I don't, I don't like it because it would be. It, I think that it would have been because he was he was a rookie anyway. He didn't even he played one major league game. Yeah. And he wanted to play more, and he wasn't able to. So now he was actually proving himself to all these major leaguers. They were making fun of him because he was a rookie throwing balls at his head because he winked at the pitcher. Like it was super lame. But oh, yeah. then when the daughter was choking on the hot dog, he was a doctor in his life after baseball and he stepped off the field and became that old doctor and also was he actually dead yeah okay so that's what i was so i that's what i was curious about because when they first go and try to find him he's dead he's dead and then all of a sudden they pick him up on the side of the road which they're like on farm roads so i'm wondering if in the background of that scene i wasn't really looking for it but i wonder if there's corn in the background i didn't i wasn't looking Uh, for and they just kind of pick him up on the side of the road. My question is, is how the fuck did he get there if the only way they've seen so far of ghosts coming back is through the field? Right. Well, see, it's not the first time that he's encountered his ghost. He encounters his ghost out on the streets after he's... Yeah, but he's teleported back to a time when he's alive. Okay, yeah, you yeah, you said that already. Um, yeah. He goes back to 1972. Yeah, and then they pick up the 1972 version of him and bring him back to the field, and he stays no, in the 1972 version. Well, no, when they pick him up, he's like 20s version because he's just a young kid. Right. Sorry. Yes. And then when he, he plays for a while, when he steps off the field again to help uh, Karen, he now becomes the old doctor self that he was. I think the reason why he can't go back is because he chose to give up the game to help. Okay. I think yeah. that's one of those things is all these players and stuff, you know, ball is life. Yeah. And when you give that up, you've now given up the life of right. Uh, and their last player. season was so fucking horrendous. Yeah. That they they had to come back and play the game just a little bit more. Yeah. My theory is that because he chose to give up playing the game to be the doctor to help Karen, that's it's like he's reliving uh, his life. He gave up being a ball player so that he could become a doctor. Right. And because he relived that, I think that's why he couldn't go back. Ah, gotcha. Gotcha. So. But he got to play with some some major leaguers. Yeah. For at least, even if it was a fake game in the middle of Iowa on some farmer's field who was randomly told to build a I'm kind of curious why you don't see, like, Lou Gehrig or Babe Ruth or whatever. Is it because they I Yankees? Well, I think... <laughs> <laughs> I think that they base some of the players on those people. Well, I mean, they name a few of them, but they no, when I the know, kid but was like naming them, you would think those would be people he would name, right? But also, it was mainly the White Sox. Lou Gehrig and Babe Ruth didn't play for the White Sox. I understand that, but they had players from all different teams there at the end because they invited some more players to come in, right? So and the doctor was on game. the Giants. That's yeah, the when he got on. to play. Yeah. Briefly. But he, he was their ninth person on the uh, the White Sox team. But right. the other team was made up of a whole menagerie of different team players. Yeah. But, I mean, it, I mean, it kind of makes sense, you know, because those players got to live out their legacies. That's fair. The players that are playing on the Field of Dreams were unable to do that. Okay. So, 
I think that's maybe why. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, because they... But also, like, the pitcher who almost hits the the doctor guy, he looks like Babe Ruth. Yeah, he so I think I think he they paid tribute in that type of way. Where but he's a White they, Sox player. I know that, but he looks like Babe Ruth. I think that they were just kind of trying to play tribute that way. I don't know, but think, also it could have just been a coincidence that the dude kind of looked like Babe Ruth. I think it was just a coincidence. Yeah. I think if if that was the case, they probably would have made a uh, mention of it. Yeah, because like I said, the kid when he shows up to the field and sees them playing. He like starts naming them off right. a few a few of them, uh, which if Babe Ruth or Lou Gehrig would have been on the field, they, they would have been named. Yeah, they would have definitely been named. Yeah, so but they I, weren't. They weren't. They weren't part of the field of dreams because it's it's the main guy who they, he builds the field for is a White Sox player, and so you know eight of the eight yeah, of yeah. the White Sox come back, and then other players from the other teams come back. But I think that the other teams or the other players from the other teams are kind of like Dr. Moonlight, who they only didn't get, who didn't get to live their dreams the way that they were supposed to in the baseball world, at least. Yeah, so they kind of mention it where it's supposed to be kind of like heaven where dreams come true. So. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, they ask I'm, multiple times, is this heaven? Shoeless Joe asks him, well, then is they, this heaven? Well, they kind of explain and, it. He's yeah, like, well, I know, I, think, I know. But I think heaven is where dreams come true. And he's like, oh, well, then maybe this is heaven. Right, but that's when the dad comes yeah. back. Yeah. So he brings Terrence back to his home to do all this because Terrence has this weird spark of, okay, I trust you, kid, with this guy. Because well, he has a, a similar experience yes. in the field. Yes, and... And the daughter like, continues to be somewhat creepy. And the brother-in-law is coming and saying, like, let us buy you out of the farm. You can stay here, but you got to get rid of this baseball field ultimately. And the daughter is sitting at the top of the bleachers and she's like, don't worry. It'll be fine. They'll, they'll come. Like, they'll, they'll come watch it. And he's like, you don't have to sell the, f- you don't have to sell the farm, daddy. They're going to come. And <laughs> I'm just like, and she's what just- is, oh. Why are you somewhat creepy? I know that she's not Look, supposed to I be mean, creepy, but kids creep me out even if they're not being creepy. They've been doing crazy shit all movie long. It's not that far of a stretch, uh, craziness-wise, to just listen to your eight-year-old daughter on financial uh, housing advice. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, and then, so, the only people who can see these players are Terrence and the people who live in that house right now. Because they actually believe... Because they actually believe... As to why he built the, yeah. built the thing and the field. Sorry, the thing. It's only when the doctor. It's only when Karen falls, gets passed out, and Doctor uh, Graham comes, walks off the field. Walks off the field and suddenly materializes in front of the brother-in-law as an old man rather old than man. a young baseball player. Like where the fuck did this old dude come? There's even a scene where it looks to him and he's mouthing, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then he, after Doc kind of leaves and goes back onto the field to then go back into the thing, he's like, Where "Now are he these? can see all the baseball players." Yeah, because it's one of those things where you know something actually has to happen to him to do right. that. My favorite thing about it is when the, he walks through the field when they're playing. And the I know, and the, they're like, like about to beat the shit out. <laughs> I know, and he's just like he did, like that guy is doesn't even notice him. Super, super talented and not being able to notice that dude's about there to. There was probably beat. several takes. Yeah, there was probably <laughs> several takes. But Terrence does something. He does an interview. 
Yeah, he does an interview where he describes uh, this reoccurring dream he has of watching the Brooklyn Dodgers play at, uh, is it Ebbets Field? Ebbets is something like that, yeah. Um, but he was never able to actually do that because by the time he could go to those games, they were no longer the Brooklyn Dodgers and Ebbets Field had been torn down. But he still had that dream. Uh, so he brought his name back to the forefront of baseball for a brief second before he decided to walk into the corn with the the baseball baseballers of corn yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) the baseballers of corn (laughs) every time they walk through the cornfield it's like children of corn children of corn (laughs) (laughs) oh my god have you ever seen the children of the corn i don't think i have oh my god Um, it's a stephen king story yeah yeah it's uh it's not that good, but it's... it's he is um, chewing hey, on that cord. Hey, let's not, desert creature. Come on. It's because we didn't notice that he wanted out, and so he's like, Come okay, on. I'll get you to fucking notice me now. You want out? Get out. Get, get the fuck out. Fuck out. Get out. Okay. Uh, I think this movie has probably one of the best speeches in I was all about to. I was going to say, films. I'm going to read it. it. It is... I don't know. It's one of those things where you... Kind of like with League of Their Own, you start to understand why... People have such a love for this game. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm going to read it. Okay. And I'm going to try to sound like... Don't. (laughs) You know how many people have tried to imitate his voice? It's easier to imitate Morgan Freeman than it is to imitate uh, James Earl Jones. I could not. But it's, it's Mufasa, for those of you who don't know who James Earl Jones are, but have seen The Lion King... Simba. Simba. Remember <laughs> who you are. <laughs> so just imagine Mufasa reading this. Mufasa. This Mufasa. Ooh. <laughs> just reading this. So it's after the daughter. It's right before the daughter chokes on the hot dog. Yes. And... She to- is the one who was like, don't worry, daddy, they'll come. Like, you know, and so he says... Ray, people will come, Ray. They'll come to Iowa for reasons they can't even fathom. They'll turn up your driveway not knowing for sure why they're doing it. They'll arrive at your door as innocent as children, longing for the past. Of course, we won't mind if you look around, you'll say. It's only $20 per person. They'll pass over the money without even thinking about it, for it is money they have and peace they lack. And they'll walk out to the bleachers, sit in shirt sleeves on the perfect afternoon, They'll find they have reserved seats somewhere along one of the baselines where they sat when they were children and cheered their heroes. And they'll watch the game, and it'll be as if they dipped themselves in magic waters. The memories will be so thick, they'll have to brush them away from their faces. People will come, Ray. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. America has rolled by like an army of steamrollers. It has been erased like a blackboard, rebuilt and erased again. But baseball has marked its time. This field, this game, it's part of our past, Ray. It reminds of, it reminds of, uh, hmm? it reminds of us. That's that's written wrong. It reminds us of all that once was good, and it could be again. Oh, people will come, Ray. People will most definitely come. Yeah, I love how he like gets up off the bleachers, 
wistfully looks off into the distance. Starts his whole speech, yeah. looking back at him, and then once he's done, just sits right back where he was. Yeah. Right. But like I was reading it, and I don't have that magical of a voice, and just reading it gave me goosebumps. It's just an amazing it's story. It's an amazing speech. Like, and they used it like to this year when baseball was quote-unquote coming back because of covid and all that stuff even though baseball never really ended they just had to cut last season short but anyway yeah they used i think it was chevy who used this speech i think so for one of their car commercials that was playing predominantly through baseball games they don't use the whole speech no she's part of it no i think they use the uh the one constant has always been baseball that's that's the one that's the the bottom part of the speech is yeah, is basically the, where yeah, they go. but the 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 top half of the speech is also important because at the end of the movie, you see a bunch of cars coming to this random it's baseball field. Thousands of thousands cars, of cars. Which and, where the fuck are they gonna park? Right, where are they gonna park? Where are they gonna sit? Where are they gonna stand? Like, what in the actual fuck? They are. But, n- it, Annie's even saying like, well, people are gonna come, so we best you know start preparing and get ready for it. And then she just kind of goes back to the house like it's going to be, you know, a tomorrow thing. And then they all show up. But people start showing up. Also, the players say, yeah, we're going to call it a day. We'll see you tomorrow. Right. So all these people are showing up, but no one's going to be playing that night. I know. It's, <laughs> it doesn't... It, really, the way... Like, this movie is top-notch. I think it's a fantastic film. Yeah. But the way they ended it made no fucking sense. It, it should have been that there was a pan-out from them playing... And then it kind of goes to the next day where they're just kind of sitting there watching them play again. And then then people start coming up. Like, they could have added, like, a good 10, 15 minutes to be, like, someone just kind of shows up and just pays them a few bucks. Like, you mind if I pay you a few bucks to just watch the game? Right. Like, sure. And then it just kind of starts as a trickle and then it becomes a flood. Right. But also, doesn't uh, Terrence kind of write something to bring attention to the field? Because no. how else How else would people know about it? Well, that's the thing. It's that's just word the, of mouth? Well, no, that's, that's the thing about uh, that speech and everything is people will come to Iowa... Without to come even, here, oh yeah, without even knowing why they're even here, really. Yeah, uh, Karen says before he does his speech, like they're gonna come to Iowa City, uh, they're gonna get bored, and then they're gonna come out here to watch the game because they have nothing to do. And he, uh, that's when the speech goes, and he starts saying like, yeah, they're gonna come out here, not really knowing why, they're just gonna be kind of drawn here. Yeah, but they're not gonna know about it. They're just gonna be like. It's going to be like they black out and just kind of ha- someone takes the reins. Yeah. I mean. And they come out there. I wouldn't be mad if I blacked out while I was driving and wound up in a random fucking cornfield watching 1920s baseball players playing baseball. Would not be mad about it. Yeah. As long as I'm not the only one in the stands. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because right. like if I'm the only one in the stands, I'll be like, oh, maybe after I leave here, I should go to a psych hospital. <laughs> Either that or I'm not leaving this farm alive. <laughs> right. Yeah. So someone stopped me on the side of the road, slipped some drugs into whatever I was drinking, and then suddenly I'm watching people in 1920s gear play baseball. I'm not leaving this place alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what was your favorite scene? I mean, that scene is pretty much up there. The the speech scene. But I, I do think one of my favorite moments is when the brother is walking through the field as they're playing because it, it's just one of those just perfect moments where they the players start like 
the batter just gets pissed and everything is about to go whack him over the side of the with the bat. The catcher's like pulling him back and right. everything. No, 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 don't do it. Yeah, well, because I think I think that the thing is is that I think that the 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 players' spirits understand that not everybody can see them. Yeah, I think so. And so, so my question is, he walked like right before the ball entered the catcher's mitt. Mm-hmm. So if he had been just like a split second sooner, he would have been hit with the ball. Yeah, would he have been hit by the ball? I mean, he probably because some of the equipment is stuff that they brought, so it's kind of like ghost equipment. But then some of the equipment is stuff that Ray, Ray had. Yeah. So. That's a little bit of technical stuff that they probably didn't even think about explaining. Would have been funny, yeah, just to be like, just got like a random pain in his left hip or something because he got hit with his. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, and all of a sudden he like sees the players and they're all just like, "What the The fuck, fuck, dude?" Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. I mean, that probably would have been better than you know the child almost choking. But I know, but still, I I think the fact. But also, I think I think that that just goes to show that. That dude was meant to be a doctor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. While he was good at baseball, and while it sucks he only had one major league game in, the fact that he was a doctor was exactly what was meant to well, happen. I mean, he says that when he meets with Ray yeah. uh, in Chisholm, Minnesota. Right. He's like, look, I'm not, I don't regret giving up baseball. I wish I could have done that, but I'm not going to regret not doing it because... I was able to this, save many lives. Yeah, this is where I was meant to be. Yeah. Uh... And so I think that's, yeah. Yeah. Ray learns of what his one wish was. It kind of plays out that way. Which is to reconcile with his father, I think. Well, no, uh, I'm talking about the doc. Oh, okay. Yeah. uh, Ray's wish is to kind of reconcile with his father and to actually... I mean, because even like in the in the inner monologue, in the beginning monologue, when he talks about how he ends up in Iowa and all that stuff, he doesn't really speak ill of his father. No. His mother died when he was three. Well, he says that he didn't get along and that he moved to Berkeley just to just, because it, it, it was, was the a, farthest away from that he could do, and because it was an extremely liberal city in the '60s. So well, he's like, yeah. So I moved to the furthest place from uh, dad, which was Berkeley to which dad hated which was kind of the idea yeah but his dad was old Old. he was old he was already in his like 50s or something by the time he was born so yeah but in that opening monologue I think there's a little bit of a inference that his dad was actually alive during the wedding because uh yeah maybe you don't learn that he wasn't alive uh during the wedding or have ever met uh, Ray's wife until the end. Yeah. But in that opening monologue, it kind of infers or explicitly says that he made it to the wedding. Yeah. And so I'm kind of like, okay, like, is that just a. Well, and then. Is when, that just a plot and then discrepancy? When he shows up, when the dad shows up on the field, he introduces his dad to Annie. Yeah. And. Karen, like he's never met either of them. I know he's never actually met Karen, yeah. the granddaughter, but it's like he hasn't met. Annie. He, it's like he hasn't met Annie. And see, I think that was the plan all along. It's just in the opening monologue, it's not really clear. I don't think because in that like same sentence, he's like, yeah, and then he died. You know, yeah, because yeah, he was. Uh, he, I, I know he was in the in monologue, fifties in or like the sixties, his sixties in the seventies. Yeah. Like, he was pretty old when Dude was born in 60, 
52? Yeah, something like that. Because he's, you know, probably early to mid-30s by the time the movie takes place. Right. But, yeah, I think in the opening monologue, it's something like he came out for the wedding, but he died before he could see his granddaughter born or something like that. Right. So I think it was probably meant that he had never met Annie and that was he was supposed to have died before meeting her but it's so it's so much a part like they're literally beginning and end parts of the movie yeah a lot of shit happens in this over hour and a half long movie right and it's an hour it's hour and 45 minutes long but it does not feel that way I like I was totally flabbergasted when it was over. Yeah, it goes back quick. It was There's really no like slow moments. Uh, no, it's it's constantly it's just it's constant dreams. Yeah. I it, it's a dude following his dreams. He loves baseball. He grew up loving baseball and he is living in BFE with his wife and his wife's like, yeah, sure, build baseball field, whatever. Well, and, he builds it because he doesn't want to be like his dad who didn't follow his dreams. Right. Or didn't do anything really spontaneous. Right. Um, and so he did that, kind of sat on the field for probably a year mm-hmm. before anything actually happened. Uh, I think he kind of becomes like the... Uh, very godfather of baseball players at that point. Yeah. Because his whole job at that becomes just tracking down these old ball players and giving them a place to play. Right. right. Whether they be old or not. I'm wondering what happened to Terrence Mann because he just kind of goes off into the weeds and dies. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, I mean, seriously, I am so confused as to what's happened to him because he's sitting on the bleachers at one point and then Shoeless Joe is like, hey, you want to come with us? Mike, Mike. Question also is, why was he invited? Because while, yes, he was a big baseball fan, he was never a player. I don't know. Um, I don't know either. I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, it's not really explained. It'd be one thing if there was like a history where he played But I wonder. I wonder if it's because he could write about it. Because that's ultimately what they asked him to do. Yeah, it's never really mentioned whether or not he comes back. Yeah. He said he's going to write about it, yeah. but you don't know if he ever actually did. Right. I guess additionally, like, would he come back as a younger self? Right. Like, <laughs> I have no idea. So what was he in that era? Was he just a sports journalist? I'm not sure if he was even born yet. In well, the because he's, he's, he's older He's an older guy. Yeah, but like, I mean, he was, you know, definitely an adult during the civil rights period and all that. But if he was born in the 20s, that means that during the 60s, he was already in his 40s. Yeah. And I don't think he's meant to be that old. No. And regardless, if he was born in the 20s, he probably wasn't really old enough to go see any of these people actually play. He recognizes them, but that could just be because he's a baseball fan and has seen pictures of these people. Yeah. I don't know. They don't really explain his past very much, do they? Yeah. Yeah, they they just kind of explain, like, who Terrence Mann is and why he's such a big deal. But they don't really go into, other than, like, a few interviews, they don't go into, like, his childhood or anything about why baseball is so important right yeah so like the so the first the first voice that ray hears is if you build it he will come he builds it Chulish joe shows up so he thinks that that's the end of it 
And then all of a sudden he starts hearing another voice saying, ease his pain, ease his pain. And I was curious about that at first because while I had seen this movie, it had been quite some time. So I was like, are they trying to tell him to take Joe's shoes off? <laughs> I, 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 I'm not kidding. Like, that's what I, that's where I went because there's a couple times where they focus on sh- Joe's cleats. Well, that's mainly when he's about to, like, leave. Right. But can't. But, so I was just like, huh. Is he talking, like, is he going to try to convince well, Joe to take his cleats off? They explained the name sto- uh, origin in no, that I know, it was just one game. No, I know, I know, but that's game. what I'm saying. Like, when you hear ease his pain, like, and then all of a sudden you hear this story about Shoeless Joe, the reason why he took his shoes off during that thing, you, he- you think that it's maybe he's going to tell Joe to take his fucking cleats off. But instead, what it is, is his dad ends up showing up, and his dad is in pain because he died estranged from his his son yeah all, all the yeah. uh all the times that he's talked to it's actually about his father yeah it's just uh he starts also getting visions like when he does he doesn't know what the whole if you build it he will come thing actually means like build what right it's only when he starts seeing visions of the baseball field all around his cornfield that he gets the idea to build the right field. and he's like so honey um i'm gonna build a baseball field in the corn and he doesn't know that it's terrence man when uh that he needs to go seek out until they're at a PTA meeting when his wife mentions him. Yeah. Uh, and he just kind of knows in his gut that that's who it is. He right. doesn't really know for sure, just that's his gut feeling. So he goes, tracks him down. They're apparently supposed to be at a uh, game at Fenway Park. They go to the game. They see a fucking flash of information on the board. And then they go track that person down. Find and out he ends up being dead, and he picks him up off the side of the road. Like, yeah, I mean, it all. I'm it not all sure if around. Terrence Mann actually needed to be here, other than to be the writer to kind of, I guess. Yeah, come I mean, back I mean, I think things. that's. I think that's ultimately it. I think that Terrence Mann. This would have happened if Terrence Mann wasn't even a thing anyway. Yeah. And I think that's why ultimately he ends up getting taken to the field. Well, I think it was also specifically Terrence Mann because one. He was a baseball fan. And two, he's a highly influential writer that anything he writes from then on, because it had been, I think he's like 17 years or something like that. Anything that he writes is going to be read by millions of people. Yeah. So it, regardless of whether it's about civil rights, uh, fucking children's learning software, or baseball, it's going to be heavily read by millions of people. Yeah. So, that might be why Terrence Mann was the person. Yeah. It's because he was a baseball fan and a widely known writer. Right. Which kind of makes me wonder why they didn't do a sequel. I'm not sure if a sequel would have been necessary. I think that, I mean, I think that the way that they left it was fine, but also it kind of would have been cool to see the, the teams play that everybody was there to line up to see and also what Terrence Mann wrote about what he saw in the corn. I think if they made a sequel, today would actually... Today or like another decade or two from now would probably be great because then it would be like a... A generational thing. Well, it, it would be like a... He gets the voices or whoever it is that wants to do the field gets the voices. And then he starts finding out the events of the first movie. Yeah. And then he, like, finds the thing that Terrence Mann Well, I mean, it's kind, of like, it's kind of like what they've done with Ghostbusters. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. But it's like he finds the thing that Terrence Mann wrote, 
And while it was a big deal at the time, people kind of were conflicted about it. Some people were like, oh, that's cool. Let me go check it out. And then some people were just like, this guy's fucking crazy. Yeah. And the whole he's crazy thing kind of won out over time and people stopped going out there. Yeah. But he kind of finds it. And then it gets kind of dilapidated. And, yeah. And then some dude finds it. and then Or he builds a field of his yeah. own. I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be... I mean, I think that I'd too probably much see it, time but I, has it passed. It wouldn't be as timeless as this movie No, is. I don't think so either. But also, I mean, if they would have done a sequel like two or three years after this one was released, maybe. But they would have had to do it right. They would have had to do it right. But I, w- I, I think, would think it I would think, have I to think be that about way, Karen. I think that, yeah, I think the way that they left it, it doesn't really sit right with me. I don't like the way that this movie ended. I get why they ended it that way. I get it, but I don't I, like it. I think there should have been an additional scene. Uh, I, I think it should have ended the way I said. like Because the car showing up at the end doesn't make sense, but if they had done it where they come back the next night and are playing a game and then cars start showing up, that would make right. more sense. Since the players had already said that they're going home for the day... And Home, was, quote unquote. Yeah, there's we're, we're going to call it a day. See corn. you tomorrow. It makes sense that they wouldn't be back that night. So all these people are showing up, and they're not going to fucking see a game. I don't know if like all of a sudden they'll show up again and be like, "Oh wait, there's people to play for. Let's go play a game." But we don't know how long they've been playing at and that. And also, point. we don't know how the spirit world works. Yeah. We don't know if they once they go through that corn, they have to be in there for a certain amount of time before yeah. they come back out. I mean, it seems to me like it's a just daily I know they can come and go as they please, but still. At least a daily thing. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the ending is kind of weird, but the only thing that I find weird about it is that they just kind of start showing up when it's already been set up that they're not going to play anymore. Yeah. yeah, it's a little strange. Um, yeah, but also... I don't really think there needs to be a sequel, no, but I, I mean, wouldn't I don't put think it past Hollywood to do so. I don't so. think there needs to be either. However, this is one that I would not be mad about if they did it right. Yeah. You know, like, they do, they're do. they doing all these fucking live-action Disney films that don't need to be redone. Hey. You know, we've already talked about the ones that we think that should be done, but really... It, James Earl Jones and Kevin Costner are still alive, so... Yeah, and but also, Kevin Costner was a fucking fox when he was younger. Like, oh, <laughs> uh, drool all over myself, super hot. Like, Are we going to watch Waterworld now? I so. love Waterworld. <laughs> Waterworld I've, I've actually, I've actually only sea. seen it once, but I remember enjoying it immensely. Oh, that's a fun movie. Yeah. It's basically Mad Max, but yeah. on water. Yeah. That's basically yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, like, just, it's kind of like, um, fuck, the guy from The Thing. The guy Kurt from Russell. The Thing. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell was super foxy as a younger guy. And then now as they're older, it's like, okay. <laughs> you know, but I mean, there's another Kevin Costner film that I could have added to the baseball, and that's For the Love of the Game. That's fair. So have you ever seen For the Love of the Game? Nope. So the only reason why I didn't add it to the baseball movies is because it's a love story. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's not. I like it's. It's a baseball movie. It's he a plays, movie that happens to 
be baseball. Yes. So he plays for the Detroit Tigers and then he is, the Tigers are being sold and he's about to get traded and or retired and he ends up throwing a no hitter. But in the process, his girlfriend is moving and leaving him. And so it's, so it's like in between each pitch, there is a glimpse of the love story. Okay. So it's like, Love baseball, love baseball, love baseball. It kind of seems like, like the same eh. kind of balance of Mr. Baseball. Yeah. Have you ever seen that? No, but I've heard, I've I've read about it. It's a pretty fun movie. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It gives you a glimpse into the Japanese world of baseball. Well, it's funny because we are actually uh, bringing in a lot of Japanese baseball players. Well, it's been happening for a while. I know that, but I mean, they're they're becoming all stars. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you Darvis, when you played for the Rangers, was kind of like that. He was his big name all of a sudden, and he was like a damn good pitcher. Yeah. I really well, haven't I mean, followed like him Ohtani, after he. Otani with the Angels this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Mister Baseball is about a player who basically gets traded to a Japanese team because he's no longer good enough to make it in the majors. Mm-hmm. So he goes there to kind of rehabilitate and then go back. It's a common thing. They mentioned in the movie that it's a common thing for big names in baseball to go to Japan, play for a while, fix Japan. their stuff. Shut up. <laughs> I, for- <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that, but whatever. But they go to Japan uh, to rehabilitate and then come back, mm-hmm. which is what ends up happening. Uh, but Keith David, I think, is in that as well. Yeah. He I mean, the other- we're doing four baseball movies. There are so I can't, many... So- good baseball movies that we probably overlooked oh yeah like i might take off the last one that we were gonna do however it's a really good one and do moneyball instead because you reminded me of moneyball the other night oh moneyball's so good moneyball is so good but we might <laughs> as much as i love the natural there's rich teens and then there's poor teens and then there's 50 feet of shit yeah and then there's yeah. us as I much as it. i love the natural i think i might replace it with moneyball yeah we could do that yeah we but i mean do we the natural, have to like, uh, let's do the natural for when baseball season starts again that's perfect that's a good idea that um, and angels in the outfield we got to do angels in the outfield. or the rookie that Dennis one Spade. too but God, dang it there's so <laughs> many good freaking baseball uh, one movies of the, one of my favorite moments of the rookie is when he finally goes to play at rangers ballpark oh yeah to me that as someone who grew up going to rangers, rangers games, games it's yeah. like dude i i feel you i know the yeah. feeling and as someone who has been injured at rangers stadium and <laughs> <laughs> i know exactly what you're talking yeah. about and <sighs> someone who uh we realized we you had a severe allergic reaction at rangers stadium i did yeah when you were super young okay when we when we first thought that you were allergic to garlic but that didn't happen at a game. Yeah, it did. The, f- the first time didn't. Okay, but it, one severe reaction happened I, at a game. I'm guessing it must have been an allergies-related thing, because I don't remember getting a like bad allergic reaction from eating anything at the ballpark. No, but you you had a bad allergic reaction. I'm guessing it was like a ballpark. hay fever type thing. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. But we had to leave because <laughs> you were breaking out in hives. I so, remember that vividly. So speaking of getting injured at the ballpark, Fuck. I think I've, I think I've told you this story about when me, uh, our uncle and cousin were, we were sitting like twenty something rows behind home plate, mm-hmm. and a ball was fouled off, but it had a bunch of spin on it and like curled over the top of the net and then 
there was this girl sitting a few rows above uh, in front of us, but her head was down in her phone, and it just nailed her in the top of the head. And we were like, "Oh!" and laughing our asses off. Yeah, if she you're at a ballpark, fine, but if, you're, if you were at a ballpark and anywhere near the fucking baseline, pay no, we were the behind, fuck attention. We were behind home plate. I, still, I know. Pay the fuck attention. Really, just pay attention. Also, yeah. if you're at a ballpark and you have to view, feel the need to have your face in the phone, then you're there for the fu- wrong fucking reasons. The only time you should be Watch. in your phone on at the baseball field is to look up statistics. Right, exactly. <laughs> or in between batters. Yeah. When you know somebody is up to bat and about to swing at a fucking 95 mile an hour baseball, oh, that thing came over. Pay the fuck attention. Well, she had been paying attention. I'm not sure. It came over so fast that it probably would have still hit her. Doesn't matter. It might not have hit her in the head. But like paramedics came out. She had been knocked out cold. Ugh. I bet she had. She, she got but hit she, right on the top of her head. She ended up being fine and everything, but she had like the big fucking goose egg on her head and everything. But yeah, she got knocked out. It, it was fucking hilarious. Yeah, and, I mean, think still. about it. I bet I guarantee that if you read statistics about people getting hurt at baseball fields, like people in the stands getting hurt at baseball fields back in the day versus now, it would be skyrocketed now because everybody's fucking in their phones. Yeah, what's the point of going to the game if you're just going to be on your phone? Just stay right. home and watch it on TV. Right, because then you can pause it and look at your phone yeah. at, or whatever. But Or at least it's clear. If you're at a ball you field. You can hear very clearly what's going on. If you're at a ball field, regardless if it's baseball, football, or anything, you paid a pretty good chunk of money to be there. Uh, I don't know. It depends. Where, where I mean, we were sitting, those are like $250, $300 seats. So, yeah. Yeah. Get the but fuck if you're up your in phone. the fucking nosebleeds, those could be like 15 bucks. Well, also, it take, you hear the crack of the bat and you have plenty of time to look up, see where the ball is before it even gets to I don't know. You. There was maybe like a second or so because it was like crack of the bat and then a second over the net into her. Yeah. It was uh, like. I mean, a it, was just, boom, it, was, it was one of boom. those freak things, but the yeah. problem is, is that her face was still in her fucking phone. Yeah. That's fair. If you are. If you are in the bottom tier of any baseball stadium, make if you're gonna if you're gonna put you're your there face for in your the phone, game. fine. Not you're gonna put your, your face in your phone, but know how to time it right. Yeah, in between but, batters or look up every thirty seconds. Usually, also, <laughs> usually you're there with people. Fucking talk to the people you're with. Right. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be about baseball. Mm-mm. I routinely, whenever we go to baseball games, I might ask some questions about baseball because my uncle is like this fucking statistics whiz when it comes to baseball but i'll still talk to them about other shit like i'll talk to them about shit i'm studying or working on or just cool happenings in right the world. but you have to be aware yeah. you know you have to be aware the second you hear that ball hit the bat you have to know where that ball's at regardless of where you are because freak things happen oh, and yeah. foul balls can go as far as home runs sometimes it is. Well, it, it's kind of like talking while you're driving. You're yeah. talking to somebody, but you're very focused on what's yeah. in front of you. Yeah. I and mean, that's kind of how it would I be. I mean, we've gotten into a safety protocol of baseball games here, but it's... Still. Yeah, but it, it's important. It is important. Apparently, we had some hot takes to make about yeah, baseball right. safety. <laughs> baseball safety. But, I mean, like, the, the local baseball stadium here, they have nets all the way around from... I, I, I think it's even... Like the the poles, the the home run poles. I'm not sure if it goes that far, but it goes pretty far. It goes far. pretty far on the foul line. It's one of those things where if 
it made it to the end of the net, it's probably been the air for a few seconds. Right. And hopefully people at least around you are paying attention to make you aware that there is a ball coming towards you. <laughs> Suddenly yeah. people are like moving your way. You're like, what the fuck do I smell? Right. Yeah. But even, <laughs> even like at the, uh, at the slow pitch softball fields where I, yeah. where I play softball, you know, people, the second that someone fouls and it starts going back, people yell heads, 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 be just to yeah. make people aware that a ball is coming but like you said sometimes it's too fast in order to i mean this this is one of those things where it was perfectly hit on a fastball basically hit the top portion of the bat had so much you know front spin that it just curled right over the net super quick there was nothing she could have done to avoid getting hit but she could have at least been paying attention probably wouldn't gotten hit in the head right i mean (laughs) and also if you're going to be sitting that close bring a glove yeah. Or have someone that, or have someone with you I mean, we, that we has a glove. glove. But but you guys, plate. but you guys are aware enough to at least stick your hand out if you need it. Oh to. yeah, I'll fucking bare hand. Yeah, a bitch. I'll bare hand a bitch too. You know, I'll fucking <laughs> Gina Davis. Yeah. You know, from a league of their own, I'll I'll do it. No problem. But yeah. I am also the when I'm at the ball field, my phone is second issue. Yeah. You know, I've actually even left my phone in my the seat. O- the before. only time I that I've been absolutely was very lucky to be able to find it. The only time that I was absolutely just, you know, thankful that uh, I had my phone on me at a ball game was when I was at the uh, Rangers game where Odor punched a... Batista? Yeah, punched Batista. You were at that game? I was at that game. (gasps) I was so jealous. (laughs) But we were so high up in the stands that we didn't quite see it. So we pulled out our phones and uh, we're looking up clips on uh, like CBS Sports and stuff like that. Which was funny because I went with that same uncle, and then I went with one of my friends from university who had never been to a Major League Baseball game. Oh my gosh. It was his first game, and it was that game. Oh my gosh. I am <laughs> so jealous that you were at that game. Oh, it was fucking great. That's what it was, oh my gosh. <laughs> Just watching watched... them like, rush the field. It was like, holy oh shit. Oh my gosh. I can't believe it. I mean, uh, even our AAA team here in town, yeah. there's a just this season, you know, we got Parker and I got season tickets. Mm hmm. And it was the first baseball fight that I had ever seen. <laughs> I mean, I've seen things happen. You know, I've been to Giants games. I've been to plenty of yeah those games. I think but... I've been to probably over 60 or so games now. Oh, yeah. It, oh, it's yeah. And those specifically Rangers games, not yeah. counting all the other baseball games I've been to, but specifically Rangers games, I've been to a lot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, baseball is the one sport that is absolutely phenomenal to watch live. Well, also, like, it's it's kind of like the difference between a Major League Baseball game and a football game. Football game, there's a lot of standing around and not a lot of gameplay. There's play. a lot of time in between the plays. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of timeouts, commercial timeouts, all this bullshit. There's only about 15 minutes of actual, like, playing in the game. Yeah. Whereas in, in baseball, standing around is kind of built into the game. Right. I mean, It's and meant also, to be a slow game, but it also only lasts about as long as an NFL game does anyway. So, but it's, there's a lot of standing around from the fielders, but then you're watching the pitcher and the catcher and the batter. And... Those yeah. things are where the things happen. That's where that's where the spark ignites, and that's where it fucking takes off if something happens. There's also no clock, so it's not like you have definite well, there, I mean, starts there, to ends of plays, other than like there the is ball a clock, becoming dead. There is a clock, but it's dead. not really enforced. You know, yeah. like like a pitching it, if clock. It's, 
But it's it's if it if it goes to zero, then it goes to zero. As long as it's but, within like five seconds of right. it going to zero, they don't really care. Yeah. Um, also, a lot of those penalties and stuff, they're charged after the game. Yeah. They don't really stop and be like, oh, you got a penalty. Right. They don't throw up a fucking yellow card New like York, it's the it's, bullshit sport of soccer. But yeah. It, also, if you like soccer, then good for you. But I can't fucking. Well, soccer is also fun to watch. I can't, but you also I have just, to yeah. you have to know what's going on yeah. to have a lot of fun. But that's the thing. If you have no knowledge of soccer other than kick the ball into the goal to win, you have no idea when things are exciting yeah. because you don't know like when they're making plays or what right. cool things are happening. Right. But yeah, but, with baseball, things are meant to be a much slower pace. Right. But if you if you have a love for the sport, that that doesn't matter. At least that I do, and yeah. that people around me do. I will sit. Uh, my happy place is our AAA baseball stadium here. Oh, it's a nice stadium. Yeah, too. I freaking love that stadium. I think it's beautiful. I love walking around it. I love where it's at. Mm-hmm. I don't enjoy downtown that much, but it's right on the outskirts of downtown enough to where that it's just it's beautiful. It's right on the train tracks. You walk, you walk around, and you count how many balls have hit the train tracks. <laughs> I freaking love our stadium here yeah. in town, and I can't wait for, I can't wait for next season. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I cannot wait for next season. I am counting down the days to opening day I, of baseball again. I would say that that stadium is up there as far as my favorite stadiums. It is just a really nice stadium. It is. Uh, the original like. Ranger Stadium. Yeah, not uh, the new, not MetLife, but... Well, they're both MetLife. Or no, they're, go- they're both Globe Life, just one's park, one's field. <sighs> Globe Life Park, I believe, is the old one, and Globe Life Field is the new one. But Fine. Globe Life uh, Park, uh, the old one, it has always seemed to me to be, like, one of the most picturesque-looking stadiums. That is my home stadium. Whenever I picture a baseball stadium... I picture it is the old Ranger Stadium. It is it's such a with it, all the green, all the and, green on the inside, yeah. and then all the uh, like granite and mm-hmm. brick on the outside. Yep. Oh my god! Yep. If you and, have never seen this stadium, look it up. Yeah, it is such a visually beautiful, beautiful yep. stadium. It and is. I fucking hated when they made the new stadium. I understood why, but I was living there at the time. Got to vote on that, and I voted fucking no. Yeah. I don't care if the Rangers move, but they can always renovate the fucking stadium. Right. They were leasing the stadium that they were originally playing in for our entire lives. and That stadium was, by the way, uh, built the same year I was born. Yeah. Uh, in 1994. It hadn't even made it halfway through its lifespan when they decided to build a new stadium. Yeah. And that's yeah. why a lot and of people are pissed about it. And I understand why they did build the new stadium with the with the cover and all that stuff. The main stuff thing was the, the because, dome. Because it does storm a lot in the Dallas area. Well, no, the, the main reason wasn't rain. It was because they wanted uh, temperature control during the summer. That makes sense, too. That I mean, was the that, main reason. That makes sense, too, because it does get fucking hot. As far as uh, games that were rained out, those are actually pretty few and far between. I guess that makes sense. Um, they might have rain delays, but they weren't no stranger to double headers. Right. Um, and with how many games they played away during the summer, typically, it really wasn't as big of a problem. Like right. they, the schedules had kind of been made to where they were not actually home during those sweltering right. summer months. Right. They had some games, but 
Yeah. yeah. Also, those ones don't rain very often, so... Right. And then, you know, also as half of my childhood, there's what they call Oracle Park now in San Francisco, hmm. which was AT&T Park, but growing up, it was Pac Bell Park. So they've changed the name of that park at least four times in my lifetime, which is about 30 years, so at yeah. least once a decade. Yeah, Globe Life but, yeah. has been the name for... yeah. Decades yeah. now. <laughs> so, I mean, it was, you know, I I still call it Pack Bell. <laughs> I can't I can't help it. But that park is beautiful. But it's right oh, yeah. on the Bay of San Francisco. Oh, yeah. Not much we can, you know, not much you. Oh God, like it is a beautiful park. Yeah. I we should go. We should go next year. Just oh yeah, yeah. I would be down for it. Have you ever been there before? Um, uh, I've not seen. Yeah, the I know game you've been there, to San but Francisco, but have but you yeah, ever been I, to the ballpark? No, I've okay. driven by it, but I've never actually been yeah, there. Yeah, we should definitely go next year. It's, it's beautiful, you okay. know. It's it's, it's uh, but <laughs> just baseball, just yeah. just fucking just, baseball, just fucking baseball, just man. fucking baseball. I, I love it so much. Of baseball, yeah, and that's why we're doing baseball movies. And <laughs> next week, we will be here with a significantly funnier movie, which means that we'll probably I be significantly funnier. Uh, we're coming with the Sandlot. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, I'm not sure what the fuck. Yeah. I mean, you said funny for whatever reason. I thought like Hot Shots or something like that. Or uh, no, Major Bad League News Bears might, or something. Or Major League or yeah. something like yeah. that. I don't think Hot Shots is even a baseball movie. I don't think so either. But I think, I I think, it's, with it. I think it's got the same like actors in it as Major League, but it's not a baseball movie yeah i think that's why i was getting them confused yeah we're coming with uh, the sandlot next week which is a classic Ch- yeah it's a childhood favorite of it's, ours even if you don't like baseball you've seen the sandlot and if you haven't seen the sandlot get the fuck out from underneath your rock kind of like my brother was with hocus pocus okay <laughs> once again all these other movies that we've seen, I would say, are much more influential and more important to have watched than Hocus Pocus. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. You're entitled <laughs> to your opinion, I suppose. Not watching The Sandlot versus not watching Hocus Pocus, I would say you are much more to blame if you have not watched The Sandlot. You know what? I would agree with that. But also, so, that's just... that's just Hocus the... Pocus, if you were a big Disney fan, that's one thing. Was not a big Disney fan... So yeah. I don't give a fuck yeah. about Hocus Pocus. Yeah, no, we were more Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon kids. Yeah. Speaking of Hocus Pocus, have you seen the uh Yep, I've, seen the, the, I've seen the pictures of the... They don't look very different from how they, they did They do then. not. They are... They kind of cleaned up pretty they good. They have kind of aged quite well, Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and... Other. Other. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, God. the chick who plays Mary. That's, that's my bad... Damn. Yeah, you know, but I'm also probably sure that she's also aware that she yeah. is the fewest of the three when it comes to fame. Fame that they pursued afterwards. All right, so getting near the end of here. Yep. What do you rate Field of Dreams? Field of Dreams, I would rate it probably an eight point seven. However, is this overall or just uh... overall? Uh, but I have a problem with some plot holes. Okay. Uh, and the way that they ended it. Okay. So practicality, I would probably rate it a 6.7. Okay. So fun, 8.7, because I fucking love baseball and I love the story of even if they're wrong with... This movie even, makes me like, want to go yeah. watch a baseball game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any, 
any movie that about a sport that makes me want to go see said sport in person is a good sports yes. movie. I mean, it's a fantastic film. Yeah. Uh, there is very few things that I can say badly about it, but... I, see, I'm, I'm not thinking of these plot holes that you're thinking of. I, it's, I, guess, I guess plot holes is probably the wrong way to put it, but like I, like I mentioned earlier, I just don't like the way they ended it. Oh, okay. I think that if they I would have the added, if they would have added 20 minutes to it or made a sequel two or three years later, but not now, please do not make a field of dreams sequel. Like yeah. I will hunt you down and cut you. Like, do <laughs> not make a sequel now. Do not I, do it. Unless you plan on putting it in like 1993. Yeah. Because it takes place in the late 89. 80s. Well, it was it was released in 89. It so it was probably I mean, I don't they didn't really ever mention the year that it takes place, but it's about that time cuz he mentions that he's in his 30s and he was born in 52. Yeah. So He's got to be at least yeah in the... in the 80s somewhere. So if you're going to remake this movie, make sure that it takes place in the early 90s at the latest. And if it doesn't, then I will hunt you down. Like, yeah, please understand. Yeah, maybe uh, Kevin Cosner's character becomes uh, like a consulting guy. For yeah, but or also or he could like he that. could play the father of Karen, oh, and yeah. Karen could really be coast casted by anybody. Well, but if you're doing it, you know early to mid 90s then she wouldn't have grown up that much yeah i guess that's true she might be high school age at that yeah but still like high school age isn't a terrible like 95 at the latest okay i mean honestly to me i think sequels a bit much i think just adding 15 20 minutes there at the end just to kind of explain no i agree i would probably be the better way to go and honestly i think that if they were going to do a sequel to this film they would have done it already yeah so uh it probably just didn't make as much money as would be necessary for that plus they didn't set up for a sequel they didn't but also i guarantee that if this movie would have come out six seven years later they probably it probably would. would have grossed enough in order to make a sequel yeah maybe yeah um as far as my ratings are concerned uh i think objectively this is probably like a solid eight there's really not a lot of problems with it besides the ending right there just because of the little kind of weirdness of it. But overall, I think it was fine. Uh, fun scale, like I said, it makes me want to go to watch uh, baseball. baseball game, this yeah. is like, you know, the 9+. plus. So I guess overall, it's probably pretty similar yep. to your overall, somewhere in like the mid to high 8s. But yeah, yeah, I think... I mean, uh, it's one of the best baseball movies. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, Sandlot is up there just because it's more of like a laid back fun loving none of these kids i mean some of these kids i think one or two of these kids end up being pros but it's uh it's yeah benny yeah yeah one kid becomes a pro and one becomes a sports announcer yeah but it's it's more of like a feel-good neighborhood baseball film i mean seriously if you haven't seen the sandlot Please go watch it. Because it's a similar kind of movie of like the Goonies or it, that's exactly Little Rascals it's, or something it's, like it's that, like but the, it's with the it's setting like the of Goonies baseball. Goonies meets baseball. Instead of hunting for treasure, they're playing baseball. Yeah. There's, you know, it's everything. And and, and even, it kind of reminds me of, um, so the guy who plays the catcher in Sandlot, he plays the goalie in The Big Green. Have you ever seen The Big Green? I have not. It's a Disney movie regarding soccer. 
Okay. Which is probably released maybe two or three years after Sandlot. <laughs> so when I think of sh- soccer movies, my the thing that I go to is really stupid. It's uh, Shaolin Soccer, which is uh, by the same people who made uh, Kung Fu Hustle. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Both fucking great movies. Yeah. Uh, but Shaolin Soccer is about a bunch of people who... Used to be monks and everything, getting together and like forming a soccer team, and they yeah. kind of like rise through the ranks to, yeah, it's fucking stupid, but it's great at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's it's like it's kind of stupid and over but the top, also enjoyable. but fucking enjoyable. So, yeah. yeah. Well, we hope we did uh, Field of Dreams some justice here. We really just <laughs> talked about our love of baseball a little I bit mean, more than normal, honestly, but I, I mean, it's 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 fine. one. Of, it's also another one of those movies where it's kind of hard to talk about the premise for an hour and a half. I, well, I mean, they spent half the movie talking about their love of baseball, so yeah. it's fine uh, yeah. if we did the same thing. Yeah, yeah. But uh, join us next week for the Sandlot and probably another Enterprise Oregon beer, yeah, which is going to be a hazy IPA. Um, all right. Which Tyler will have to just endure um but that's it for scent help all we have in the desert is beer and movies podcast if you feel so inclined you can follow us on instagram at scent help underscore beer and movies or on twitter at send underscore bam and if you feel like emailing us we have send help bam at gmail.com or you can follow us on facebook at scent help all we have in the desert is beer and movies colon podcast and that's it that's like i said we'll see you next week with uh sandlot and another another beer from enterprise oregon yeah yep man you know i wish i would have fucking done baseball more like i did both little league and football uh, and football at the same time and just Mm -hmm. ended up going for football but man i wish i would have just committed to baseball yeah i mean i've been playing it basically my entire life at least for what i can i mean you know like softball i want to do softball with you we we you know but what we gotta we gotta actually get the thing going. You know what? Also, I've been thinking about retiring, so I don't know. We'll what? see. We'll see.